0: everyone and welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone, uh, especially Pete and Baz. Why not? My name is Luke. I am your host of the Never Open Podcast and with me, as always, is Mr. Guy. Say hello, Mr. Guy.
1: Hello, my name is Andy Guy or that Mr. Guy or whatever you want to call me. I don't know what (laughs) you said uh, in the intro there, but I'm intrigued. Can you explain?
0: Pete and Baz, they're a couple of uh, old men.
1: Oh, oh.
0: Yeah, there you go. They they're, they're, so they're,
1: fast, I didn't know what it was.
0: So. Yeah, it's my Aussie, Aussie speaking. Apparently, I talk too fast sometimes. But um, yeah, they're two drill rappers from the UK, and they happen to be in their mid-70s. So drill there you go. Rap? That's what you call I, it. I, I, I had never heard of drill oh. until I started listening to them. And then my sister's like, oh, yeah, they're drill rappers. Here's some drill. And I'm like, I don't need all that. I just want to see the old dudes do their thing.
1: Anyway. You know, I... I just heard about a a type of uh, music the other day called shoe gaze, And so then I, I'm like, what the fuck is this? What are you talking about? shoe gaze? Never heard of it. So I look it up. Oh, this is a, a genre of music that goes back to the 1980s. I'm like, no, it fucking doesn't. No, it doesn't. He just made that shit up. Of it. Well, it's real, yeah. apparently. So whatever.
0: It sounds like something that like someone 100 years away from the 1980s. Looks back and go, oh, there's a whole bunch of shoot songs that are like these. Let's just call them this.
1: (laughs) I don't get it. I don't understand. It's like I mean, there's all this like I have a a buddy who's into like hardcore like like metal, and to me it's Mm -hmm. it's called heavy metal. And he's like, oh no, that that's metal core, you know. And I'm like, okay, what the fuck's the difference? He's like, well, that's thrash, you see. And I'm like, yeah, 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 it's all heavy heavy metal. metal. What do you mean?
0: It's like when Lemmy goes up on stage. Uh, We used to go up on stage, it's like, we are Motorhead and we play rock and roll. Right, yes. Some some of those songs are rock and roll songs. (laughs) Some of them are thrash (laughs) or punk (laughs) or speed metal. Like, Yeah. Oh, Oh, my goodness. And we promised we're a New Japan Pro Wrestling Podcast. We're going to cover two shows today. Uh, Rumble on 44th Street, Massacre, Autumn Attack Battles. Also, uh, (laughs) awesome... Autumn Declaration of Stuff, Battle Cat Powers, uh, mm-hmm. Night 2. Battle Cats! 21. Yep. Oh God. So uh, before we do that, though, there are ways people can contact us or interact with us if they wish to, Mr. Andy, and they can do that on the Tweety. I'm at Grumpy2EB. Mr. Guy is at Druza Tweets, and together we are at NeverOpenPod. And also if you want to send us a written or voice email, you can do that. NeverOpenPod at gmail.com. Also, if uh, you are someone who isn't Carl Anderson, i.e. someone who actually likes the Never Open title, well, you can get merch that has that on it, as as well as our name of our podcast. So uh, Teespring for all that kind of stuff, too. Yeah. Professionalism.
1: My job. (laughs) Fantastic. Yeah, man, I'm excited to talk about these two shows. This, uh, This is an interesting episode because... I feel like that we kind of didn't like almost everything we watched this week. So, like, there is, like, a lot of stuff we're going to poop on, and then there's going to be a lot of stuff that, uh, like, some stuff that we like amongst the poop.
0: Yep. And uh, in case we have uh, first-time listeners, I'll show you. (laughs) We love New Japan. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, we're going to poop on some stuff today. But we're going to pray some stuff. You're right. But uh, there is some news. You sent it to me this morning. We'll just do this now and it's just a whole bunch of like i don't know man just i <clears throat> feel like new japan is a little too hesitant to kind of be like boy carl give us the fucking belt back which is what they should yeah. do
1: but i instead... changed my, i changed my ideas on this a little bit
0: but uh what happened all right, all right so here's a press release from the new japan's website Uh, Despite extensive efforts by New Japan Pro Wrestling to negotiate with Karl Anderson regarding the scheduled match in Osaka at Battle Autumn Attack Power Declarations on November 5th, New Japan Pro Wrestling officials have still been met with no response. Well, how is it extensive if you haven't even fucking talked to him anyway? And have been left with no other option but to cancel the planned never openweight championship match. They almost never cancel championship matches, Mr. Andy. It's in, ever since I started watching New Japan, it like, look at the Moxley situation. Oh, he couldn't make it. Well, we promised a U.S. title match, so what, that's what we're having. Yeah. Why is Carlin Anderson any different? He doesn't uh, put as many butts on the seats as John Moxley does. I can fucking tell you that right now. Uh, we apologize to fans who have been looking forward to watching Anderson wrestle. Yeah, I mean, only because he had the title. We also apologize to fans for what is going to be in its place. Also, we also apologize to fans because <laughs> instead of getting a never open title match, you're getting Hikaleo versus Jujiro Takahashi.
1: <laughs> mm. Hey, man. Okay, so I've changed my mind on this. I think there's storyline oh. going on here. I just do. Because why are they putting out these press releases and stuff? This is weird. They would never do this kind of thing typically. So I just feel like that. Something's going to happen. Someone's going to show up. Something's going to change. Something at the show is going to happen. So I don't know what, but something.
0: I think that might be a a, a bit of it, too, because otherwise they would have done what I just complained about and uh, did a Moxley and just stripped him. But I guess if they I don't know, man, I don't like it. Because uh, in some way, shape, or form, the WWE is involved, and I don't like them. I don't, I, guess, I don't know if anyone listening to this has uh, realized that yet, but I fucking hate those guys. So, uh, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, and well I I'm not hate them, na- but you know it, what I mean. Yeah, fuck them. I hate them. Yeah. So it's, na- it's naive, though, maybe, um, you know, for me or for, you know, to be like, well, maybe New Japan just doesn't want to burn a bridge. You know, but maybe they just don't want to burn a bridge. You know, that's kind of one side of this. The other side is there's a story going on here.
0: Yeah. Or they're worried about their belt showing up in the trash, but they, uh, I don't know. They can always, they can always just get another one. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Why don't they just have another belt? Like, do they only have one copy of each belt? Don't they sell replicas? Just get one off the fucking, no one's going to know.
1: Yeah, it's fine. You know? Yeah. Just put a, like, give it to Nido for the weekend, <clears> and then when he gives it back to you, it'll look like an old belt. It's fine.
0: Do Do that super annoying thing. That AEW does. Yes, I'm actually going to shit on AEW, no, if you can believe that. No. And it's Hickaleo,
1: the interim never oh. open champion. Oh, my God. That is a snowball, isn't it? It's like a snowball of madness that, like, every time they do that, it snowballs into some just, like, just dumb shit that they didn't want to do. But now they have to do it because they did the interim thing. And yeah. I got to tell you. I I enjoy a good UFC fight. I don't like watching UFC, but if somebody sent me a fight that's good, I'll watch it and I can appreciate it on that level. But man, you want to talk about a confusing title scene like that? You know why they're they're like title scene is so confusing because they have a million belts and half of them are interim, and the guy who's an interim champion will be a different champion of a different like um uh like whatever weight class. Like come on, man, this is like where. That's where that goes. You know, that's where that road goes. That's what I'm saying.
0: So, is there any uh, any other news, Mr. Andy? Or should we, god damn, there's traffic going up and down my street. Should we get started on the, uh, the wrestlings?
1: Yeah, I think that's a good idea. We got some other news to talk about. We'll hit that on the way out or within the context of these shows. Because there's some news. Is it good? We're going to tell you.
0: That's right. Uh, All right, so let's do it. We are on Rumble on 44th Street Massacre or something. No, Massacre is the one I added. Rumble on 44th Street. So apparently there was like some kind of like night before whatever. So if anyone who watched the night before and expects us to cover it, I'm just like, "Mm, no, because for some reason I, I was not available on the New Japan World where we watch our New Japan. So we did not get that. But we did get the main show, which is the show that we're going to be covering. And before I continue with more well, anything, we're in an arena. I don't uh, think Mr. Andy's covered before. How does this That's place look? Yeah. How's it set up? All that kind of jazz. Man, take us through it.
1: It looks like a little ballroom, you know. Um, but here's what it actually is, Luke. It's the Palladium Times Square. It's an indoor live events venue in New York City, which is in the United States, it turns out, in, in the state <laughs> of New York, within the United States. And uh, it's located in one Astor Plaza at the corner of Broadway and 44th Street. I don't know why it's not called Rumble on Broadway. That's a little cool. I mean, that's like wrestling. You know, it's kind of wrestling, yeah. but could have gone that way with it. But uh, it was designed by architect David Rockwell. Now, David Rockwell was born in 1950. 1950- no, I'm just kidding. And uh, it, it opened in 2005, <laughs> and uh, the venue has a large standing room orchestra section combined with a large area of seating towards the rear of the auditorium. Now, this is the interesting stuff. So this uh, this was originally built as a Lowe's. Aster Plaza Theater, a movie theater operated by Lowe's. So um, it opened in 1974, but closed in 2004. So then it was leased to some other company who converted to a live event center at the total cost of $21 million. I don't know where that money went, but uh, due to the expiration of the lease, the PlayStation Theater is what it was called closed after a set of shows by Philadelphia Trance fusion band the disco biscuits loop. They killed the town. Whoa. Whoa. I wonder if they know about shoe gaze. Well <laughs> <laughs> that was
0: unexpected. That was funny. Uh, so I guess I guess this is the part where I get all my little rant out of the way before please, we continue please. on what's important, and that is the actual in-ring wrestling. Alright, one one moment. I'm just going to make myself look really stupid because, oh, I was like, oh, the pre-show's on uh, YouTube. Alright, I'll put it on. Whilst I have the window open on New Japan World, thinking it's just like the, you know, the date screen, the dates and shit. Well, I'm watching the pre-show and I, I, hear, I hear Kozlov, but I'm also hearing non-stop Japanese talk. I'm like, the fuck is going on how do, they fuck, how do they fuck up this badly and it turns out yeah it was um the pre-show playing on world and youtube at the same time so uh, <laughs> i'm a big dum-dum <clears throat> also all right so legit things the sound is garbage they've done quite a few american shows not only that they do strong every week how have they not sorted this shit out the sound is bad apart from one drunk dude who's like i am at your command jay white <laughs> I can't hear the fucking crowd for most of the night. I can't hear them. Not only that, I can't hear the wrestling. And I don't mean like, oh, we're going to do a suplex now, brother. I, you know, I can't, not that bullshit. <laughs> I mean, like, I can barely hear and, yeah. you know, wrestling sounds, all that kind of stuff. I can barely hear it. The place is too fucking dark. I feel like they're, why, where's the lights in this place? The ring is too small wrestlers keep tripping over it. I'm like, why can't they've done so many shows? They don't have enough money to be like, Oh, we want this. Why, of-
1: why don't they have a new Japan ring in the United States? That's just there. Just yes. put it in California and then put one on the East coast. And there it is. Put it in a fucking storage locker. this it. cost $50 a month and get it when you need it. Holy shit.
0: How long have they been doing shows in America? I mean, like how old is strong now? What is going on? At least there's no silly things like the window being like, visible on the screen and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, uh, the production looks or well, doesn't look like a fucking pay-per-view because that's what this was uh, and all that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm going to get that out of the way. Anyone who thinks that uh, we're going to share on English commentary the whole time, no, we watched this on one. No. So we only got the Japanese, which okay. is uh, probably a lot better for my brain as well. And that's <laughs> about have... it. In well, terms of...
1: I have... Yeah, yep. I have a few. Uh, here's my main issue with this. This isn't a low resolution. It's like it's 720p, which when you're streaming, isn't 720p, is it? You know what I mean? And yeah. I just, I love how New Japan is in high definition. When you watch it, it's cool. It's important. And uh, I, I, that was frustrating for me. And uh, I am going to tell folks that there are very few bright spots in the first half of the show. One of them is this opening match a little bit. But, man, uh I was really hating this show for a good chunk. <laughs> I did not like it. And I was getting yeah. frustrated. And I was on Twitter. And I was probably saying shit I shouldn't have said. But That's I don't right. care. Fuck them.
0: Well, you said this to me. And hopefully I'm not stealing your shit. But I'm, well, I just credited it to you. You said this looks like an indie show. Mm-hmm. and It does. It looks more like an indie show than a New Japan pro wrestling show. And this is a show that sounds like an indie show. Yeah,
1: it sounds like an indie show, like you're there and there's only 12 people. That's what it sounds like. I know there's more than 12 people there, but you can't hear them. And when you do, it's like, "Ah, you know, and it's that one drunk guy, like you said. And so it's just it just sounds like there's 12 people there, which is a problem.
0: Yeah. So,
1: yeah. Don't worry, everyone. We've got some nice things to say.
0: Uh, look, that's all I'll say from the produ- production side. I might rant about it again later. No, way. won't. But uh, that's about it. Like, it's fine. I, I guess I'm kind of getting used to that. The only annoying thing I feel about it, Mr. Andy is either you fork out your hard-earned money for it or I fork out my hard-earned money for it. And you know what I want to watch when I want to pay for a freaking wrestling show? I want it to look good and sound good
1: and be good and be good yeah that's the key thing isn't it so yeah if you got i can overlook production issues and i will during some of these matches but some of them it just makes it worse you oh, know we haven't even started um,
0: talking about the camera work yet i guess because we haven't started yeah. talking about the wrestling but w- you'll get to that i guess i'm ready to talk to wrestling now. you ready yeah sure all right so we've got i'm going to butcher some of these names because uh i haven't heard some of these said out loud in well, oh, out loud. So we got uh, Waka Tsukiyama, and uh, Mina uh, Shirikara versus Kylie Wait, Kylie Ray. That's the name I stuff up. Kylie Ray.
1: Yeah, that's my
0: stuff. <laughs> <laughs> know, and Tiara James. So uh, I feel like I had the same response to this match as you did. I'm like, wow, there's one good wrestler in this ring, and and that's sad because it's a tag team match and there's four wrestlers. So uh, I was like, Kylie Ray, yeah, looks like she knows what she's doing, yeah. <laughs> and at least she won. So yeah, that was a match, Mister Andy. What did you think?
1: Well, I love Kylie Ray. She's one of my favorite wrestlers ever. And yeah. if you've never seen it, just watch her series from Beyond Wrestling with uh with the orange guy, um, and uh, you'll you'll just be like, oh my God, you're right. And she's gotten better since then. That was years ago. So she's fantastic. And she kind of ran this a match. Now I think that everyone did okay in this match. It's just, this is the opener. It's supposed to be, you know, fast paced and like, you know, and high energy and stuff. And I don't really think that it pulled that off and the crowd was a butthole, you know, um, yeah. and I, I don't like them. And, uh, but you know, there's some good stuff. Like the highlight in this match is Kylie gets a strike exchange with the Japan, with one of the Japanese ladies, and it's very good. You know, but yeah, I the camera missed the fucking pin. I mean, come on, man. It's yeah. like okay, so no, I take that back. They missed the finishing move. Kylie Rae hits some power move, but with the camera misses and then goes to the pin. And I'm like, oh, good, Kylie Rae won. But how? Boy, <laughs> how, how we don't know how. So um. Yeah, I mean, this was a match. Now, Luke, I'm going to do you a favor. I think, you know, we've been going back and forth, and I think that's a good way to do these. Um, I'm going to go ahead and talk about this match, all right, for you. Because. Oh, thank you. It's uh, Show and Yujiro versus Rocky Romero and Hio, And um, this is a match that we watched. It's, uh, the good guys attack before the bell, and that's their shine, I guess, because then the heat's on. The heat's on Yo, you know, and it's like, I just, I have a note that you're whining about the sound already. (laughs) But it was bad. It was legit whining. And uh, Rocky gets the crowd fired up for a hot tag. Unfortunately, the crowd sounds like there's only 20 of them. So, uh Mm -hmm. and Rocky is decent, you know, but House of Torture, they take back over and start getting heat on Rocky. There's a spanner to Rocky and Yujiro gets the pin, all right? but here's the part that sucks okay they beat up yo after the match but the lights go out and there's a video package and it's leo rush and he shows up and he stiffs everybody while he's trying to save yo he just runs out he's so excited he stiffs all the wrestlers and fucking saves yo and so and he is going to tag with yo in the junior tag league and it's like There are so many wrestlers out there. I mean, how frustrating is it as a wrestling fan when you know there's so many wrestlers out there that deserve an opportunity, and this is this guy's 10th opportunity? Yeah, what the fuck? See, this is why I don't like Leo Rush because he won't stick around
0: long enough for me to get interested in anything he does.
1: No, I've turned on him. I'm done with this guy. Enough. I was so pissed when I saw it was him. I was like, are you fucking kidding me again with this dude? I what just, are you and that's Rocky's right there. Yeah, I know that really got me going. And I was like, oh, this show wants to fuck with me. Okay, well, fuck you, show. <laughs> and I mean, S H O W. So, yeah,
0: I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess like the most fun I had with that match was anytime show and Rocky were wrestling. And anyway, next match is the strong uh, open weight tag team title match, which went. A- pretty much how I thought it might go. It's the DKC and Kevin Knight versus the Motor City Machine Guns versus Aussie Open. And, uh, hey, look, Tiger Hattori is here. Yay! Hey! You know so, I think, no, I'm not right. We're both right. Because you're, you, you were going like, oh, yeah, Aussie Open is probably, like, Japan-bound. And I was right in thinking the Young Lions will lose. <laughs> because now... Uh, look this match is fine i wish i loved it more something kind of held me back i don't know what it was man maybe it's the sound i'm getting used to it maybe it's just like i just watched the house of torch i like house of torch you know i do but i just watched show and yo wrestle against each other for the fucking trillionth time bit annoyed and i just found i was like here's the match and i was like all right well this is what's going to happen and it China does, and I understand why they did it. So Aussie Open can still be a strong tag team and go back to Japan. And now you've got a really cool tag team on strong with the open weight tag titles. I get it, but yeah, I don't know. I just there's some fun stuff in here, and Dunkzilla is probably my favorite dude in this match. In fact, I really like like I like Kyle Fletcher a lot. Like he's great. I really like Dunkzilla. Yeah, I think he's awesome. And I, man, it's weird because I love Aussie Open, and I think they'd be a really cool tag team, but I could see Dunkzilla being pretty pretty damn good in the heavyweight division as well. What do you think of all this?
1: The City hey. machine guns, they pin Kevin Knight, so, of course. Yeah, yeah, I'm with double Michinoku driver, which yeah. is terrifying. Um, but uh, I'm sure it has some name that has to do with Rhodes or Michigan or something. But uh, anyway, Dunkzilla gets all the big selling spots in this match. So like he's he's the you know the point guard in this match where he's like he's never the guy with the ball but he's the guy who's actually the star you know what i mean like he's fantastic in this and like i thought you know the psychology behind a triple three triple threat tag team match is very interesting it could be because it's it's no dq but you have to tag so that's that can create some interesting situations they don't really work with that too much or do anything with that, which is kind of frustrating. But I think one of the reasons why this match seems rinky dink is because that ring is so small. When a bunch of guys get in there, it just looks, it looks weird. smaller. Yeah. And like, I, I don't know, man, it looked like these wrestlers were too big for this ring and it just seemed, I, I don't know. It's It seemed kind of rinky-dink. It seemed like a match you'd see on the indies. Now, the Motor City Machine Guns winning those titles is awesome because it adds – I mean, them holding any title, any tag title adds – you know prestige to that title and makes other people want it. So that's that's what they're doing here. They're probably they'll probably lose them to somebody on the next taping. Uh, you know, in three weeks we'll be talking about who the well we won't, but somebody will be talking about <laughs> who the new I, title. I <laughs> <went>. <laughs> so I mean, I, I this match was fine. It didn't make me angry, but I tweeted about Tiger Hattori, and uh, I'm not. I think it was this one. But I, I, it, maybe it wasn't this one, but New Japan, and I'm not talking about New Japan Global, New Japan 1972 retweeted my tweet. First time ever.
0: Fucking nice.
1: I know. I was yeah. like,
0: triple threats always sound interesting and things like that, but man, wouldn't you have just, wa- no offense to DKC and Kevin Knight, but wouldn't you have just wanted Aussie Open versus the Motor yeah. City Machine Guns? That sounds like a marquee tag title match.
1: What a fuck! Not, and it's not like they set that up with this. You know what I mean? It's like that's no. not in the. I mean, maybe. You know, it's the open
0: Was he off to Japan for Tag League? Like, yeah, bye.
1: So, I don't know, man. But the next thing that happened was pretty cool. Luke, will you tell us about what happened next, and then I'll talk about the strong title match after that.
0: Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So the Android comes out. It yeah! is Alex. Sit. C. Sit. Alex C. It's Alex C. He comes out and he goes, I'm the android. Uh, I and he's really angry and fired up. I'm the fucking yes. android. Yeah. I'm back. I'm gonna <laughs> fuck people up because I'm an android and no one can fucking. I'm the fucking android. <laughs> like, holy shit! He's an android with an emotional chip on his shoulder. That's what he is. Ah. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. He, he's definitely not the data kind of android. He's he's more lore than data. Man. So, uh, you know, he just comes out and gives out a bit of a promo. I think that was pretty much it, just to be like, I still exist. Well, yes. He was, and he has he a pretty cool saying,
1: T-shirt. He does. It's like the thing, because androids and the thing. Wow. Did you say he was tagging in World Tag League or something? He did. Know. And he also called out Kratos. So mm. I have a feeling... Kratos mm. and someone will be tagging mm. together in, uh, yeah, I think mm. so, and uh, I think that mm-hmm. uh, Android and someone will be tagging together in the World Tag League. So, uh, so that happened, Luke. And then we get the what? Okay, so New Japan Strong, their top title is the New Japan Strong. Open weight title, and here we are in the middle of the card. The At least strong being
0: defended on one of these shows. I,
1: I mean, it's true. Strong title match. It's Jonathan Gresham versus the champion Fred Rosser. I I love Jonathan Gresham. I think he's a fantastic wrestler. But if he has one problem, he's boring. All right. And Fred Rosser is a very good wrestler. But if he has one problem, it's that he's boring. So we have two wrestlers that are fucking boring wrestling each other. Aww. So I'll run through this. This is what happened. There's some cool stuff that happens in this match, but a lot of it's just stuff that I like because I like boring wrestling shit. So, <laughs> you know, like Fred Rosser, he tries to wrestle Gresham. Bad idea. So Rosser, he tries a Saito suplex to the floor, but Gresham counters with a figure 4 to the floor. That's cool. All right. That's really cool. I love that. And we get strikes from Ross. And then Gresham has this thing that he does in matches. He's done it always. And I've seen it in person many times. He doesn't chop hard on purpose. His chops are shit. And it's part of his character is that he's good at wrestling. And he's not good at strikes. So he, he does these shitty chops. And people don't know how to react to it. Because it's kind of like when Teton botches the corner thing. But it's supposed yeah. to happen. Everyone's like, "Yo!" You know, it's like mm-hmm. something went wrong. So he does those and then Gresham, he gets some good mat work, but there's a rope break Rosser gets a salmon. It says salmon, the apron. I don't know what that slam on the apron and we get a comfort spot for the face. I don't know what that means. I was drunk this night or something. We get some weird spot for the face. Right, that should you. be a heel spot. So, um, Oh, the countout spot, we get a countout spot and it's, The heels on the outside. Why? That's for the face. So um, there's a figure four and they slap each other and we get what is supposed to be a boo spot, but they are not wrestling a new Japan match at all, which is another problem with the show is that like half the matches are not new Japan matches on the fucking new Japan show. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rosser, Rosser has like a seizure or something doing awful strikes to Gresham's back and front. He wins with a power bomb. Why is this not a New Japan style match, Luke? What happened? I don't
0: know. All I know was, like, I was I. I said to you, I'm like, are we at the forty minute mark or something? And you're like, no, nah, dude, it's like ten minutes. And I'm like, surely it's twenty. You go and you're like, no, no, no. I'm pretty sure it's only been ten. There's my notes for this match. Yeah. And, this show uh,
1: is so bad because New Japan's trying to do an American indie show instead of just bringing New Japan to America. That's. There's heaps of places you there's probably a bajillion places
0: you could watch American style indie shows every week in America. What people want New Japan is yeah, exactly.
1: We want to see the strong style. That's what we want. That's why we how Hey, hard why is don't that? we do this? Why don't you let me handle this next patch? Because I want you to talk about Clark Connors and Suzuki. Oh,
0: thank you. you know? But before we so, do that,
1: they announced yep. in San
0: Jose in 2023 there will be a battle in the valley so oh yes who, who you take this i've fine. got lots yeah, of notes so, on the next one so, oh, I'll so you thank you
1: so we have uh lawler isaacs and other versus uh shooter wheeler huta and uh homicide so um instead of talking about this match this match is fine it's it's a match that happened Shota pins the other guy and uh, the match is not really very good um And, uh, but I want to tell a story about homicide. So uh, I went to an IWA show runs and and homicides on the show. Right. And um, when I first started going to indie shows, man, you sit on those, those steel chairs for a while, you're asking for some butt problems, man. And so I started to uh, not, you know, my tailbone was hurting and stuff like that. So I'm like, man, I'm gonna start bringing my own chair. So I did. So I started bringing my own chair. These nice, very comfortable chairs that I would bring They're folding, but man, they were nice. And so, when we start going to IWA, we would bring these chairs with us, right? And people would just look at us like, fuck you. Who do you think you are with your nice chair? And one of those guys was a man named Justin Priest. And Justin Priest uh, eventually became a host of the Road Home From Wrestling podcast just because. But when I met him, it was because he was giving me shit for being highfalutin for having my own chair. So that's <laughs> all important information because here we are. It's the middle of a match. It's the undead bride, Young. Versus homicide in the Ted Petty Invitational 2017. And I'm sitting there in my chair and I'm, I'm looking cool and doing my thing. And they start working our way. Now there's over our way. Now there's this thing at IWA they always say before the show, they say, hey, if it looks like the action's headed your way, that means it is. Get your shit and move. Well, I didn't even have time to get my shit. They start heading my way, and fucking Soo Young puts homicide in my chair and starts chopping the shit out of him. And man, the pop for my chair was bigger than any pop for that match. Like everyone was like, oh my God, there's in the chair. So, homicide sat in my chair and got chopped by Su Young. And uh, that was pretty great.
0: So, I'm just imagining cool. now uh, homicide being chopped on one of those comfy chairs from the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to say chair. I thought you were going to say something like, I brought my own hemorrhoid pillow or something.
1: No, no. I have one of those at work that I put on my chair and no one says anything about it. And I'm like, that's right, bitch. You don't want to know. <laughs>
0: but yeah, so yeah, and shoot one with that death rider. I'm glad he told me about that homicide story. Let's do it. This is definitely one of the matches. That was one of the reasons that we wanted to watch this show. And it's the wild rhino Clark Connors versus the King Minaro Suzuki, and he, oh look, it's Ken Shamrock. He's coming out with Clark Connors, oh, which man. makes you think, That's oh, so oh maybe maybe Ken's That's... been teaching uh, Clark Connors some stuff. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay, cool. Uh, this match, it, not only is it fucking awesome, thank goodness, it leaves me it had me gasping at certain points as well. Dude, this match rules that they turn each other's chest into hamburger. And this match is like rough as guts in all of the best ways. Like, I feel like the story is, well, Suzuki sees Clark Connors and he's just like, you're a young boy. Fuck you. And, you know, he's got to treat him as such. And and the whole story is like the wild rhino stepping up to him and just kind of. You know, every, every now and again, almost one up in Suzuki, and then Suzuki has to kind of like, oh, you're going to make me try now. All right, motherfucker, let's do this. Let's go. Let's do this. And they start just beating the shit out of each other. I loved it. And they're always fighting for position. The whole match is like either both men fight, fighting for, for position or just to stay on their feet. It's it's fucking, it's a never match. So not only is this what I wanted, I'm, I'm just going to rip this Band-Aid off and say it. I thought this match was better versus better than Renderita versus Ishii. This match had a brutality to it where sometimes, like some of those chops, I'm just like, all right, stop now. Fuck. <laughs> it was fucked up. It was fucking awesome. Uh, like, and just, oh, man. I, I just, I'm just gushing out of every pore on my body. He uh, get like, uh, Clark Connors gets really close. But Suzuki, he just proves that he's too much for the man and gets him in a God-style pile driver for the win. After the match, uh, uh, Ken Shamrock and Suzuki hang out, and they're like, yeah, hey, how's it going, dude? How's it going? And then uh, Ken's just like, hey, hey, this Clark Connors, he's all right. And Suzuki and Connors shake hands, and Suzuki says, fucking young boy. (laughs) By the way, one thing I love in this match was just, like, all the cursing. I swear a lot, like yeah. everyone. So, I don't mind if other people do the same. So, Wild Rino is just, like, chopping him. was like, fucking give it to me. Fucking come on, Suzuki. And Suzuki's just like, fuck you again. And shit like that. Like, just, you know, offering up their chests and stuff. I loved it. This was fucking awesome. The king is still the king. He's still got it, man. Maybe... Hey, if if they don't want to go the Ishii route for this uh, never-open title, maybe they can go, hey, King, we need some balance to the never- never Please. Realm. Maybe you can do that for us. Uh, I love this match. What did you think?
1: So I I have a few things to say about it. Um, One is in the moment. uh, This was like, you know, the oasis among the desert, you know? Oh, my God. It wasn't a mirage either, but maybe it was Luke. And here's why I say that I watched this match again. I watched it today. Heh. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It just was not nearly as hard hitting as I remember. It wasn't really. nearly as exciting as I remembered it being. Um, and I, 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 I could, you know, it could just been the mood I was in today and the mood I was in during when I watched it live, but I just, this match had a, like spontaneity about it and the fact that it, you know, watching it live. But also I think that the reason that it was stood out so much during the show is because it was the only match like it. And it was like the only match that was like Japanese style in that way. You know what I mean? So uh, that's just my opinion. But I watched it again thinking, oh, man, I definitely want to watch this match again. And like we're eight minutes into it. And I'm like, something going to happen or? Oh, and then they hit each other, and it's like I don't know, man. It just didn't play that second time. So, um, I I really liked it. Like I was also turned off by it immediately when I first watched it because seeing um uh, what's his name MMA guy out there uh, that pissed me off because I'm like, how many people on this on this card are getting paid? Like, well, you know, there's probably several hmm. that aren't getting paid that well, and you're gonna fucking give that guy a, a payday for coming out there, and. It doesn't really make any sense, you know, Um, so I don't, that was weird, but at least Connors and uh, Suzuki worked it in the match. They kept doing the ankle locks towards the end and stuff like that. And that was cool. And it was a way to kind of put Connors over. Was it, was it worth the $5,000 you had to pay Ken Shamrock? Just saying. So Hmm. I, you know, I don't know what his fee is, but I bet it's, it's up there. So after that, I probably loved it so much because, what I'd seen so far had been Stank Nuggets. Yes. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. If you watch, watch it again and let me know what you think. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I was just in a bad mood today or something, but it just, it didn't hold up. Like it, it, I, I thought it was going to, and I was like, hmm, maybe this isn't better than Ishii and so. <laughs> uh But in the moment it was fantastic. But yeah. then a- after this, we get two things happen that are amazing. One is we get a response from Royce Isaacs. So I had tweeted at Royce Isaacs when he came out for his uh, match earlier, he didn't wear a track suit. And then th- his team lost. So I tweeted at him, no track suit, question mark, question mark, question mark. And he responded, I messed up, fam. And he's right, he <laughs> did mess up. That's <laughs> one of the best responses we've ever gotten. That was fantastic. So uh, next, we have something that is amazing, okay? We have a Maya Iwatani, versus kylan king it's a and we get female ref for the female match listen this is something else okay this is like your your if you go back and you watch like an arn anderson jobber match or something and you're like man this jobber's really good but really it's you know i'm not saying that kylie king isn't good what i'm saying is is that maiwa iwatami is so He's good fantastic that she makes Kylan King look like the greatest wrestler who's ever lived. So that's what's going on here. Um, I'm just going to say this. Don't get mad at me, but the butt plug is distracting. So um, anyway, yeah. but Maya, she, she gets the crowd behind her really easily. I mean, really easily. They botched something after some good match wrestling, but that's okay because the heat's on Maya. And because this other girl is like British maybe or something, and she's she's like bigger, of course, and she's got like a big bully. Kind of like – she looks like she would be like the the badass at the trailer park that would just fuck you up, but she's pretty she's <laughs> like she's actually pretty, you know. I, I like her, I thought she was great. So Iwatami's bumping all over the place. There's a big comeback after a few really great kicks and a clean suey that the camera completely misses. Unbelievable. And they brawl on the outside. I almost throw up from the camera work here. It's just just so bad. And I'm it's just a, it's disrespectful. You know, so we get a big missile drop kick from the top, and Maya's starting to feel it, right? And now all of a sudden, we get great camera work on this on this super kick that she hits. A double stop for two, which is great. There's a this tiny Joshi does the big step over, <laughs> and I was like, yes, yes, I love it. And since so she misses a moonsault, which is what you deserve for doing the big step over when you weigh 80 pounds, but um, and and so you know Maya is selling so well that everything king does looks amazing it's a tremendous power moves from king and they get very very believable near falls and she's late bumping on a crucifix bomb and it looks real bad but that it is what it is when king bumps it's not so good when, you know, when she's on offense, it looks amazing, you know, because Maya is in charge of making that look great. So there's a splash for two uh, super kicks to the kneeling king, a buzzsaw kick and a moonsault for the win. I thought this was incredible. I thought that uh, Iwatani, I was like it was like my eyes were open and you had a uh, you know, I'm interested to hear what you have to say about it, but you got to mention what you told me because I think you were you were on point.
0: All right, so I'm watching this match, and I'm I'm, I'm the same as you. Kylan King, yeah, she's pretty good. But Mayo Iwatami isn't pretty good. She's fucking fantastic, and I'll never forget her name or a look or anything like that ever again because wow. it, as soon as oh, – I hope not. You know I forget everything. But
1: <laughs> – no. oh. As I was just saying, she's got a, a distinguishing characteristic that you won't remember for. Yeah, her voice. yeah. yes,
0: there there is the furry tail on her back that looks. <laughs> What's
1: happening?
0: But I I is know I've seen Kylan King wrestle. I feel like I've seen her job out on AW or something like that. Like she's fine, she's good. Or maybe I saw her on an NWA show. I can't remember. Well, I liked it, but Maya would tell me. I just can't. Sound weird. I can't stop looking at her. Like her wrestling. She's fucking badass. Yeah. Not only is her offense awesome, and I'm just like, whoa. Her bumping is just like first rate. Uh i you put it in my head, and you're right, this is the divas spot. So this is the spot where this you know everyone should be like, uh, oh, who cares? Whatever. Maya Iwatami brought the crowd back into this match big time. And I, I think I remember just writing to you and saying Maybe you could wrestle a
1: broomstick and yeah i'd want to watch that yeah this is like the broomstick performance here and like and i'm not saying that king didn't do her job she did but watch this match and tell me who's the star you know what i mean it's it's obvious and man i mean what a what a, this is this was great stuff really good yeah
0: absolutely and uh I didn't even tag Mayu Iwatami into the little Tweety when I said that she was fucking badass. But uh, I woke up the next morning and she'd hit the likey button. So she was like, yeah. She's
1: Thank vanity you, searching.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think all wrestlers do it, man. They like do. It's true. Dude, even the top stars do it. Every time Jericho's not no longer on screen live on the AEW show, what do I say in my Tweety? Him retweeting stuff and liking them. and well, Yeah, it happens. Yeah. It's fine. But, uh, dude, let's get into this. It is the daddy match. It is a street fight. It is uh, Shingo versus El Fantasma. Both men, of course, are in their short-sleeved uh, street fighting gear, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. Uh, look, I just want to say, first up, do I like this match? Yeah, I do. I like it a lot. It's a lot of fun. And now Miss Andy's gonna say, I rewatched this match and it's kind of shit actually. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) But I liked this match. It is good, but I can't help but feel like I... I like their, I guess, pure wrestling matches a little more. But this match is still a great time and super fun to watch. There's all sorts of fun shit. El Phantasmo does the red mist into Shingo's face and Shingo hits green mist. At me later on, so I'm going to stop right there because you're going to be like, well, you're yeah, going to educate me. Yeah. Let's talk, a, as let's talk about the mist.
1: mist yeah. Do. Let's talk about the mist. So all all the mists have a different. Each color has a different effect, right? So, um, you know, the the green mist is the most commonly used mist, which is it's said to obstruct the opponent's vision. So when Muda hit, uh, Great Okan. You know, and he was selling that next day. All the people that know about mist, they know oh, he was just he was just joking because it only lasts for so long. So the red mist, which is often used, but is uh, said to burn the eyes, and Gangrel used that quite a bit. Uh, black mist is said to blind the opponent for several weeks. Tajiri used this on Nidia once, and <laughs> these examples are pretty shitty. Uh, then there well, is a blue is. mist. The the you know what the blue mist does, Luke? What do you think it does? Uh makes sure you sing um blue da. Ba-dee, da, ba-dee, da. What does uh, it do? Okay, that's not good. I was hoping for some better joke. I mean, like, you know, maybe a joke's like, oh, it makes your opponent have to pee, you know, or something. But no, oh. it sends it sends the opponent to sleep, right? Sends them to bed. You go to bed, and then <laughs> and then the yellow paralyzes your opponent. So those are the different kinds of mist. And uh, we have the red and the green being used in this match. So there you
0: go. <laughs> all right. So back to the match. Like, there's all sorts of fu- really fun spots in this. Like, both men fight over being suplexed o- onto a chair. <laughs> and El kind of eats it. Like, they, I like how these two manage to kill each other, like, in a, you know, because as, as, this is kind of a hardcore match, but they also managed to keep a really fun tone all the way throughout. And I think yeah. it's just the chemistry that both these men have. I don't see a thunder kiss through a table in this movie, in this match. I call it the thunder kill because it looks like he fucking yeah. broke. And I think, <laughs> uh, uh, Shingo, I feel like a part of that is also the small ring thing. Oh, oh shit, I, I don't have as much to jump. Oh crap. Ah, but, uh, it still looked gnarly, man. It looked awesome. There's a CR2, there's amazing made in a jump 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 on which was a a a nice little call that i really like there there's a death valley driver for a table there's this gnarly driver like uh onto a chair that shingo does which manages to get the one two three which keeps the uh the little trophy on shingo this match is a blast there's there's some really good wrestling moves in here sure but it's mostly these two guys having fun just hitting each other with shit (laughs) <laughs> whilst I walk, watch on with a absolute big smile on my face, except for parts where it's like that thunder kiss through the table. It's just like, oh, fuck. But uh, other than that, <laughs> it's a good time. Very good
1: time. What do you think? Yeah, I like this match, too. It was good. And it was Japanese, you know, so that was cool. Like, thanks for having an actual Japanese match. Now, they did some American indie stuff. For example, they did the bar fight where they sit in the chairs across from each other and just start punching each other. And uh, it, there was, we're listening to this or watching this with uh, the Japanese commentary. And Japanese commentary throughout this referred to Shingo as daddy and referred to ELP as baby. So they're like, baby, with the CR-2. <laughs> it's great. They so that made entire me laugh. Time. It was awesome. It was so funny. And uh, the finishing move is the CR-2, but it's like the CR-driver. Uh, on the chairs and you know Shingo because he wins he is forever ELP's daddy so um oh I really I thought it was fun it was good to see wrestlers that we like doing stuff that was clearly fun for them and safe and a good way to just kind of go out there and have a night off so I know they hit each other with stuff but I mean you know they those kind of matches are pretty uh, they're pretty safe you know so uh that was great all right well Luke uh next Next, we have the main event, and the main event sure. is Okada and Eddie Kingston versus Juice and Jay Whito. Now, I had predicted this would change because I thought for sure someone would be added to this match. That's what I was thinking this whole time. And, you know, so you talked about how they had a, a show the night before, which I, I forgot to talk about this at the top. That's also why the crowd was kind of quiet because I think they were tired. They had just watched a show the night before. And so by this time, they're kind of like, ah, except for that one guy. There's this one drunk guy that's hilarious, right? Um, oh but goodness. I just, <laughs> I thought that someone would be added to. this. So the night before was mystery show. None of the matches were announced. And one of the, and then the main event was like John Moxley. And it was a elimination tag. And he and I believe it was Eddie Kingston, they helped um, eliminate Jay from the tag to win the match. So Jay got eliminated by... Him the night before, why wouldn't he be in this match so he could get a little revenge and cheat on him, boo. So that sucks. But anyway, we get this uh, legendary group of wrestlers and Juice, and we got Eddie <laughs> Kingston. He's out there. He wants Jay, and Jay's bumping all over like a maniac for Eddie Kingston. That's good shit. We get to see those two wrestle. That's pretty cool. um It's so cool. He he also helps Okada get a bunch of his shit in on Jay, and I don't like that. I'm not. It's not cool anymore. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> good, good guys get a bunch of uh, heat on, or I don't know what moppers is, but they get moppers on juice, it says, and I do like that, so I don't know what that means, but chops, maybe? So uh, there's a sneaky low blow in uh, outside interference, and uh, all, all, we get all the heat spots on Eddie. It's a very good tag match. Half, I think... is is about a singles mat what is this happening okay i don't know what i was drunk by this point so i don't know what this says here but we get a few minutes of jay versus okada which is probably the best wrestling of the whole night you know it's fantastic as we know you know everybody gets in the pool eddie gets the mock double clothesline and i was pissed (laughs) you know and then there's a boo yay between jay and eddie that's great they double team jay and that's not fair they, you, mm-hmm. they can't beat him unless they double team. So Eddie chops everybody. There's a sleeper suplex on both good guys. Uh, Jay calls for the Blade Runner, but he eats a dangerous suplex, which is what they call it, even though it's not Tai Chi. What the fuck, announcers? I know, they do it twice. So, that is irritating. And then Juice eats one too, and they call it again. There's a chop block on Eddie. Yeah. And then another, and he keeps fighting back. It's hero Eddie. He's doing the hero shit, but Blade Runner on Eddie for the win. I thought this match was very, very good. If this was on a new Japan show, I'd be like, all right, that was yeah, that was on a new Japan show. It belonged on there, you know? Yeah. You I mean, you would have thought like I know
0: the champ and Okada are in this match, and Eddie Kingston as well. But Shingo versus Alphantel, I, I don't know. I might have put that as a main event, but uh okay. Instead it's a what you call a kind of a new japan style tag match and it's a really really good one i enjoyed myself immensely and i got to hear, see my boy get the pin so what more can i ask for really you know so good seeing uh, jay hit the blade runner on eddie one day i'd love to see these two just mix it up and in a singles match that would chop and suplex the shit out of each other <laughs> imagine all the suplexes they do on each other oh my goodness all right uh you know, i can just see them going through the fucking suplex dictionary together going all right i'll do this one this one this is this one
1: all right, I'll do right. One. they'll but, do the half and that. half but then they're like no we'll do the other half and half because like a half and half <laughs> is like you can pick two different suplexes and that's what you do you know most of the time guys will do a half german half uh uh like full nelson but it doesn't have to yeah. be that you know it could be a half sleeper. It could be, you know, the other half uh, a dangerous, like, of suplex. You don't know. It could be both. Absolutely. Just going to okay. praise yeah. that sound of um, so loud. The didgeridoo. It's your neighbor playing the didgeridoo. <laughs> Play along, please. Um, But yeah, okay. So this match could have benefited from some you know we don't really ever talk about this because new japan kind of has a a formula for this and they don't really vary it typically and that's the match order you know i think that this could have benefited from the match being you know match order being different and you know what you needed to do with this show and i hate to say it but you needed roster to have a different challenger someone that matters no offense to gresham i love gresham i think he's fantastic even though he has a reputation for being an asshole i i think he's a fantastic wrestler But you needed Rosser versus someone important like, I don't know, Eddie Kingston or someone like that. And you put that in the fucking main event and you put this tag match we just watched in the semi main. So that way we have, you know, that just shows that on strong, you know, the American guys are kind of in charge here. But it's not that case, is it? It's that it'll never like, the, the American New Japan stuff will never be on the level of the actual New Japan stuff until it until they start putting it there. And then maybe the so, guys yeah. will step up, you know? So that's just I, my opinion.
0: I always thought they should have had Tom Lawler come with the belt, but I guess he was losing a few matches, and I didn't want to do that with the title, but I guess I don't <laughs> know. But... Yeah, at least there was a title match on this one. I think there might have been on a previous show, at least one of the other previous shows of these that, that we've done, which was, uh, what, Yuji Nagata? It was Yuji Nagata! Tom and that match was awesome. Remember that? That was great. See, all the dads are fucking busy either. You no, know, they're all. I feel like most of them are hanging out at Noah right now. What about Tenton? on? Come
1: on! <laughs> Maybe. Never yeah. mind. Never mind.
0: <laughs> but I, I understand, like, there should be someone new Japan credible. Uh, to lead to to Rossa to build him up, make him look awesome and uh, they, yeah dude I'm with you, they need to build up strong and I feel like it's been going on for two years and you and I give about as much a shit about it
1: as we did when it started yep, pretty much man well, when it first started we were excited about it but then we watched it and we were like, what the hell is going on here yeah
0: that's right. And, oh, uh, man. And,
1: Speaking yeah. of what the hell is going on
0: here. <laughs> 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 yes, it is battle. Uh, it's order, battle attack, autumn declaration and stuff. I can't remember the real name of the show now. But it is.
1: of Power, <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Uh, lock me some pants here. But we, we're in Sheba, and we are at the uh, Makahari Messi International Conference Hall. What? what? What the yeah, fuck? What's well, place number three? Anyway, uh, anything to say about the uh, Makahari like Messi International Conference Hall
1: one? So this place is like a shopping mall in the bay of a <laughs> of a bomb shelter. That's what it looks like. And there's like these escalators, but you can't go down them during the show. Which I thought was funny to have people going up and down the escalator during the show, but no, they got people guarding that thing. You can only go before and after, you see. But, but this venue. I've seen
0: someone go down the escalator, and as it, as they're doing it in the background, you see them like reach down to do their zipper up or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe nobody jumped off the escalator in this show, but th- we're about to talk about a very blah New Japan show. Um, and it was like a house show that should not have been televised and wouldn't have been if there weren't a couple singles matches. So, we're going to zip through this, but the you know, there's a lot of history this, with this place. I mean, it opened in 89, and you know, you guys know about the high technology events that have happened there, and you know, that it was uh, it's close to the Tokyo Disney Resort and stuff like that. But, like, one of the cool things I found out, it was uh, it's the venue for certain sports in the uh, Tokyo 2020 Olympics. And the Paralympic Games. So that's pretty cool. But guess what? Not one basketball game has ever been played here in any league. A through Z well, loop. Not even, not even, they, oh, man.
0: Okay. What, you don't want the Dolphins over in the Makahari Messi International? They conference? don't know. Don't they they don't
1: come to that shithole. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's right this also this this crowd sucks <laughs> not only do they suck but like this the here's the problem with this room that i forgot to mention it's gigantic and i mean it's the biggest it's room i think vector. i've ever seen it's the size of the biggest stadium you've ever seen but it's it's inside and they're just in one little like like they're on one end of it like taking up like one quarter of the whole room it's like a shopping, like all, if a shopping all mall the had a bomb
0: shelter that's what this venue looks like. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Shopping mall in the bomb
1: shelter. So, <laughs> you know. But uh, I mean, this place could be a, a giant airplane hangar, like for giant planes. That's what it looks like. So it's just the sound doesn't. Maybe the crowd's being cool, but we can't tell because the sound's just disappearing before it hits the microphone.
0: Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely one of the two. But uh, I think it's more funny for us to say you stank, Sheba but uh <laughs> but let's go to our opening match and it's another oddity at least in my brain it's uh kosai Fujita versus doki yeah. and here we go we go uh we got uh Vegeta going for an early brab and but doki's like uh yeah nah mate I'm, I'm not doing that in fact uh bumps in general yeah nah mate uh i'm i'm taking it easy tonight it's fucking house show brother And maybe Fujita's like, hey, we're on TV. Nah. nah. So he hits a couple neck breakers on uh, Fujita. Doki grounds Fujita to the mat. I'm like, damn, Doki, you don't want to bump for the young Lions. I'm like, it's also the opening match. You might want to make it a bit, no, no, you're taking it easy. It's a DDT. Fujita does get a drop kick, and he gets his brab. This match is fine, but dare I say it, after two young Lion matches in a row, I'd rather have Doki wrestle guys he'll bump for, you know? yeah. <laughs> Did I like seeing him? Yes. Is it cool that he won? Yes. But, you know, hey, even yeah. someone who goes as hard as Doki needs to have a couple matches where he's like, Man, I need to take it easy. <laughs> I guess <laughs> these are it. yeah.
1: Doki gets a night off, and he still gets a win. I love it. With the Doki Chokies. <laughs> Can't oh, love yeah. that. But uh, next, Luke, we have Ocon on the cob versus Young Lions. And uh, the Young Lions attack before the bell because it's the only chance they have. And Nakashima, he does the apron PK. Why? Why are you doing that, first of all? Second of all, if you're going to do it, make it good. And that was really bad. So come on, man. So their shine doesn't last long, though. And soon it's just the United Empire killing Young Lions. Imperial drop um and uh great gets the pin or great Ocon gets something else and it's a pin but it's this big long word oh lackadaisical pin by great Ocon for the win there you go that's the words
0: and then uh post might match uh jeff cobb calls out ftr
1: so we'll talk about that more (laughs) he says he goes be a man. And then he, which is like, what do you mean? Like, be what? What are you talking about? He's telling them to be a man, to face up to him. But then he does something that's really funny. He holds up three fingers to the camera, and he says, read between the lines, like a little kid. <laughs> that made me laugh. So.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, he's not
0: he's not Hikaleo bad on the mic, but you've got, like, Great Okan right there. I don't need to understand what he's saying to know what he's no. saying. No. I know exactly what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like, bow down, peasants, FTR are going to kiss our boots like done, yeah. you know. All right. So next we've got uh, Alex Zane, Tiger Mask and David Finley versus
1: Tucker, Tucker and the yeah, That's not the next match, but, you know.
0: Oh, it yeah. is. Oh, you've got that. All right. I've got well, I would just. I was you were going to let me do that anyway, but uh, let's go for Wato and Hikileo versus the <laughs> evil dicks. Fuck you, <laughs> it's just
1: evil dick. It's
0: not the evil dicks. It's just it's evil dick. dick. There yeah, is a on. mini Kanemaru gambit by the evil dick, which is always nice to see. Wato gets beaten up for ages. Isn't Aww. he going for a title soon? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, at least it feels like ages. Hikaleo into beat up Togo, and uh, all right, Togo. I thought he got killed. With this guzzle, Hikaleo gives gives him, but you know Togo's just a bump machine. You know he's gonna make it look. That was good. great, yeah. Dude, he folded in half. It looks like it, I I saw that and I was just like, oh hot damn! See, you're right? I think he's dead. Uh, so uh, obviously Hikaleo pins Dick Togo with that gigantic guzzle, <laughs> and then um, Hikaleo cuts a promo against, and he's like, oh uh. uh Okay, I'm not fighting you now, Carl.
1: Uh yeah, you Jiro. G- let's let's fight. Yay. Listen, let's talk about this promo, all right? Um, so this is the promo that you learn on like week two of training, you know. So it, the who? All right? their monikers, all right. Uh where like when, where, and you're gonna win, right? So it's like, you know, Luke. Luke Sims Jenkins, professionalism is your job. Well, you know, on November 5th at Osaka, I'm going to be, you know, that's, that's the fucking, that's what he did. It's like, are you shitting me with this? This is real bad, man. And I'm not mad at him. It's fine. He's competently giving a promo, but it's just like, you can't do something else. Okay. I guess they want to keep it basic. I get it. But, um, I don't know, man. That was just funny. But I did notice something in the matches that Hikaleo confirmed listener of the show because he did not fall for the Parthian shot this time. And he actually won the match off of that. So you're welcome, Hikaleo. I wonder if he's
0: blocked us on the tweet, you know, because I think we're fair. I want to like him and talk shit
1: about it. It's going to happen. I mean, you know, I I just I can't. Have we ever heard his music? Like, does he have music? Or is it, it ain't nobody realer than Gorilla?
0: Yeah, which doesn't make sense anymore because throughout that song, you've got multiple... Yeah, that's... It also says, cutthroat era. And I'm just like, well, you you need new music, dude. You've you've needed new music for months. (sighs) Well, next, Luke, we have... Music rights are expensive in Japan, apparently.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Next, Luke, we have Tiger Mask. Alex Zane and Finley versus Tucker and the Tuckers. That's right, Tucker and the Tuckers. And Finley and Zack Sabre Jr., they just pick up right where they left off and do all kinds of fucking awesome wrestling. Yes, they do. They they beat up Tiger Mask. (sighs) And Zayn is in to save Tiger Mask. And I'm like, wait a second. This is Robbie Eagle's tag partner that you're fucking with. I mean, he's your third in line behind, you know, Yuji uh, uh, Nagata, his first. All right. And then, you know, you have Robbie Eagles. And then third in line is Alex Zane, And he's in here trying to save him, trying to make himself look good. And uh, but here's the problem is I, I I just I don't care about a lot of the show. <laughs> this show is lame. I'm just like Why is this crowd shame. Because like, uh, yeah. Well, it's because it's a house show. So, uh, Finley pins Takamichinoku Michinoku for the win. Yep. You know why some of the
0: some you know why this whole match was kind of like, yeah, it was all right. It's because like, a good portion of their roster is over in America right now because they yes, just did the Rumble yeah. Show, and another portion of their of their roster is at the same time <laughs> this show's on. They're all yes! currently over on Noah. So it. I was partially distracted sometimes throughout these matches. So I'm kind of part of me is kind of glad it was like a general house show because like, uh, I keep getting messages from you and then I keep seeing the Tweety going like, here's what's happening over at Noah.
1: Noah. Yeah. They had exciting stuff going on. They had Tanahashi. They had uh GBH over there, man. Hanma's just being a badass. He tried to hug Muda after their match and Muda wouldn't let him.
0: He <laughs> <laughs> also had, um, you had, uh, Mr. Bread pinning yeah. nakajima and uh, <laughs> oh my god. i tell you what though like i said this to you and i think i feel like everyone knows of of my love of the bread man but he shouldn't be pinning nakajima i'm sorry yeah like, it, it, it's it, messed up he shouldn't be like that's just how i feel about it like and i love him but <laughs> you know that's
1: yeah nakajima should be one of the... that's like that's like bread pinning you know will or like you know, somebody yeah. like that. Like, why are you doing that? Like, do
0: I want to oh, see geez, a street that's... fight between Osprey and Mr. Bread? Yeah, I do. Do I want to see Bread
1: win it? No, no? <laughs> Not really, yeah. He shouldn't, you know, is the point. But, uh yeah. So, what What was next? All right.
0: So, next, we have uh, Kanemaru, Yoshinori Kanemaru, and El Desperado versus Taiji Ishimori and Gato. And... <clears throat> you look at this match, you already know right away how it's going to go down. You know, Gato's losing, but I, I have to credit this. I have to credit Gato. He always makes it look fun. And he always acts like such a dick bag that you want to see him get beat up. Like by the time he taps or jobs out, he deserves it. And he always manages to kind of make it fun. You know, he's losing, but he's going to have a great time. And you're going to have a great time seeing him do his silly shit. It, Gato's fantastic, is what I'm trying to say, even though you know what's going on here. But uh, <clears throat> the Des- Desperado Ishimori stuff is my favourite stuff, of course. And we get a double submission by the Bullet Club guys, but uh, you know, obviously that's not going to work. And then uh, Gato, you know, it's the double submission by the Bullet Club guys, and Gato's putting a figure four on Katamaru like a douchebag. <laughs> He's in his own <laughs> move and stuff. Suzuki Goon then uh, turn the tables and get the Bullet Club guys, in uh, submissions, and Kanemaru taps out Gato with the figure four.
1: Yeah, man. Ishimori sold so well in the smash, though. I thought at the end, I thought he was really hurt, and I was like, oh, wait, it's just because he's good. That's was cool. Uh, by the <laughs> way... Folks, stay tuned at the end of this after we get done with this review because we're going to talk about the crazy-ass shit they're doing with the juniors that are uh, challenging for uh, the junior title at Wrestle Kingdom because there's some wacky shit going on that's really cool we'll talk about. So anyway, uh, next we have Naido, Hiromu, Bushi, and Tita versus Lord Gideon Gray, Brioche. TJP and that guy that loves the T, Hinare. And uh you know who Hena. else is here? Hinar, him. You know who else is here, Luke? Who else is here? Ref Chumpy. Yeah! Oh, yeah! Yeah! So he's great. And uh Gideon's all mad that Lij have his coat and his cane, right? So Naito uses the cane to fuck with him during the entrance announcement announcements so then we get LIJ doing cool moves on brioche Naito wrestles get in Gideon's jacket then he accidentally whoops breaks Gideon's cane <laughs> oh my god that oh, was pretty fun. They take to the outside for some brawling and Brio screams, motherfucker, at Naito, And I really like that. So Bushi assaults Chumpy in this match. He grabs Chumpy and like it's like he's so Bushy's standing on the second rope, and he grabs Chumpy and like hugs him, but it's not don't look like that's what he's doing. It looks like that he's trying to do the BJ finish on him. It's like take it easy. So uh, you know, I don't think he's consented <laughs> to that. So Gideon takes his jacket back and he puts it on and is like, yeah. There's a uh, United Empire. They get some heat on Naito. Hiromu no-sills Gideon's chops. It's really funny. So Gideon fires up. He takes his T-shirt off. He takes the straps down. He takes a chop. He puts the straps back up. He puts that the T-shirt amazing. back
0: on. <laughs> that was fucking <laughs> that. incredible.
1: The crowd I the, that. got real loud. for. Well, they got medium loud for that. And, uh, and then he got ready for chops. Like, now I'm ready for chops. That was great. L.I.J. killed Gideon. Hiromu grabs him grabs him out, brabs him out. Um oh yeah how does my computer not know the word Brab by now? Like are you fucking with me computer? Come on man. He he keeps putting the hold on too and naito takes the jacket back. So good times. Dude that part of the match was hysterical.
0: Naito and Hiromu just standing there going, What do you got, Gideon? And Gideon's like, I'm a brave man, takes his jacket (laughs) off, takes his shirt off, pulls down the straps. I'm ready. One Hiromu chop. Just one. Gets down on his knees, puts the straps back on him. <laughs> I
1: love that. I love that. That, <sighs> was
0: great. that was fucking hilarious. All right, let's do it. We got a title uh, match. We got a tournament match here, and it is Ren Narita versus Toru Yanu. Yay. So, uh, I guess uh, Ren's seen a few Yanu matches. Ren opts for the Kanamaru gambit. Ren comes out first, but he does the thing that Kanamaru's done when he comes out first, and that's run all the way around the crowd. <laughs> and then by the time Yano's halfway down the ramp, just be, starts beating the shit out of him.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: in the ring, Yano nearly rins by throwing his robes in Ren's face and rolling him up. Now, Ren's in control, but takes uh, Yano to the outside, and you're just like, why are you doing that? this is a 15 minute tournament match bad idea Yano yes. to the outside which is pretty much his domain and only to, you know and so he does that and to get his legs taped up and thrown under the ring but uh ren gets it undone <laughs> in time and gets back in this match is fine uh it, it, it's 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 a solid match i don't think i loved it or anything i don't know maybe it's just this venue or something but uh Maybe it's Conference Hall One. Uh maybe Conference Hall Three has the better crowds. Who knows? Or sound. I don't know. Uh the finish was a little weird. Um I, I see Ren do this move and I'm like, okay, that's that's a fine little takedown. It's probably gonna transition into and three. Oh, okay. Uh that's the end, and Ren reader wins. What did you think of this?
1: It was fine, like you said. I have yeah. a problem. I got a nitpick. We are very nitpicky tonight. I'm picking nits. And uh, here's one of the nits I have to pick. And as the like twice in this match, Renderita puts a triangle on Yano, okay? And Yano's dead. He's in he's in it forever. Like he's in this hold for way too long. And like it's just like, come on, man. You can't do that with a guy like I don't know that that's like main event stuff, you know, that's not like, I don't know. I had a problem with that. Cause it happened twice. And I feel like that render is a new wrestler who's like a MMA style wrestler. Right. So let's not bury his fucking holds when, you know, we, we, they did like the Hulk Hogan basically thing where he's like, you know, he's completely dead and comes all the way back. So that was dumb. Uh, but I liked the match. It was fine. You know, there was funny stuff in there. I thought Rennerita did great versus Yano he he seemed, he, it's like a new wrestler, what you're looking for is you want shit to look good and everything and all that stuff. But the kind of like, do you want to see how does their character react to different wrestlers? Because at this point in their career, they shouldn't have to think about it. They should just react as their character would to whatever happens. And I thought he did a great yeah. job of that. So that was like, I was watching that. He did great. You know, that's fine. So another fine match was a Sonata Versus Kenta. Now we had uh, Taichi on commentary for this one, and so Taichi's like, you know, he's obviously a Sonata fan because they're just best buds, you know. Which is great yeah. So we just also, you? We had uh, Kenta Cosplay guy was in the crowd, and he had the aisle seat, and I was like, oh, there he is, and he got a two sweet from uh, from Kenta. And, uh, this motherfucker is a true fan. He he's holding, he's dressed up like Kenta. He's got kick pads on, and he's holding the book. A stuffed toy and a homemade sign, all in his hands, and and he better get it too, sweet. I mean that guy, come on. So here we go. We got this match. There's mind games, getting in and out of the ring. You know, we're thinking, oh, are they gonna go for the count out? But no one does. So, or, yeah, meaning the time limit, no one does. So, babyface Sonata, he does babyface things like opens the ropes for Kenta. That's super babyface. Kenta checks the time, and Sonata goes under the ring. Surprise, bitch! there's a paradise lock on Kenta. It's very, very, very slow paced match. All right. Very slow. And it's mm. like shockingly slow for a Sonata match, of course. So Kenta keeps trying to do count outs. He doesn't want to get, he, he doesn't want to win by pennies, He's trying his count outs. So he takes a turnbuckle cover off and everyone does that now. And I wish that there was other stuff they could do instead of the same thing that everyone else does. But, um, yeah. Sonata and him, they do the, Sonata does the same thing, so he takes it off, and so now they got, you know, all that stuff, so they finally start wrestling, and this is when it's like, okay, this is a good match, there's tons of pins, 10 minutes are gone, and there's no clear favorite, like, no one's getting over on the other person, so Sonata wins right after I type that, though, by sending Kenta into the turnbuckle and getting the O'Connor roll after Kenta had tried that same thing on him, you know, you had to know Sonata was gonna win, right, Luke? Dude, before this
0: match <laughs> even started, you put me in a, an awesome frame of mind because you were like, by the way, Sonata's winning this. <laughs> I mean,
1: he wins I all kinda of these knew,
0: matches. I kind of knew that already. Oh, my God. He's winning the whole thing, isn't he? Because, like, his United States title thing got cut short. Hey, Ren doesn't need to win the title. He Like, he's already beaten Yano and Ishii, so, like, he already looks awesome. Oh, Sonata's been... Oh, no! No. Yes. Are they are they are they leading to Sonata Zack Saber Jr.? Um well that'll be a great match, but Yeah, that'd be cool. Come on, ZSJ hasn't had a singles title in New Japan either. And <laughs> yeah, Japan, he'll, he'll lose. <laughs> here's a motherfucker that maybe should have had oh, that no. never open title, Mr. Zack Sabre Jr. Because guess what yeah. he's done? He's been in Japan the whole time. Look. This is weird to me because I'm like, this is Kenta versus Sonata. And yes, I know I like to shit on Sonata, but Sonata matches are great. that They just are. So I thought this match would be great. And I was just like, this match was fine. There's too many. Look, you've got a 15-minute match. I'm sorry, Kenta, but taking 10 minutes worth of powders it ain't going to work in my fast-paced 15-minute tournament. Yeah. I can get in there wasting time or at least like i don't know it it, It was boring right yeah yeah i'll just say it like i love both threats yeah i like both wrestlers i like their in-rings you know i should on sonata but i like their matches both guys and this match did not move the needle for me at all no
1: yeah Yeah. well as soon as this show finished
0: you was you said that was the show we watched and i was like
1: yeah yep yeah, well, let's talk about some stuff that could be cool coming up in the future, because we got this big show on 11-5, man, or 5-11, you know, <laughs> November 5th. And, like, okay, so some of the matches we already know about, we already know about Brioche and TJP versus Titan mm-hmm. and Bushi. <laughs> um, we already know about Hikaleo versus Yujiro, a.k.a. all of House of Torture. That, that's a good idea, because, of course, he's going to, you know, Hikaleo's going to win. But and he'll have to overcome so much to make the win, and who knows might do, who might do a run in during that or whatever. Um, we also have the uh, you know, semifinals of the TV championship. We got Rennerita and Sonata. Um, and then we got the tag team championship match FTR versus O'Connor on the Cobb. We got yeah. Naito versus Osprey for the heavyweight championship, but the Tama Tonga and Okada versus Kenton and Jay White. And then there's another multi-man tag that has like everybody like Alex Zane Finley, Diano, Tanahashi, getting great versus all of uh, uh, United Empire, including Aussie Open. All exciting stuff. But here's the thing that you don't know about yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's four juniors that are going for the uh, the junior title on, at Wrestle Kingdom. Probably going to be five, but, you know, we'll see what happens. But at this point, there's 4 got Master Hato. we got Taiji Shimori shredder we got hiromu takahashi and we got el desperado my friend and so here's the deal what do we do with these guys so they came up with this idea called the incredible tag match and what this is is that they drew numbers and pick tag teams amongst these these four people to face each other so here are right, the teams cool. luke you ready for this <laughs> they've already picked the the, the team master huato is tagging with taiji ishimori can they get <laughs> along and Hiromu's tagging with El Desperado. What a cool... That's a great idea. That'll be so fun! Because... And it's another under, way to keep this I mean,
0: kind of stuff fresh, because they're going to yeah, have shows like together it. for a while, until January, I guess. Yeah, I'm into that. Uh, especially, like... Well... Uh, Hiromi Takahashi and El Desperado have that history. And then uh, I bet you Ishimori's just going to be looking at Watanga and like... I'd rather fucking tag Gato, you little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> <Definitely> <laughs>
1: would.
0: There's a show on, by the way, on, on fucking Thursday, uh, on the 3rd, which is very house-showy. But uh, I will tell you the two matches that I'm looking forward to. And, and yeah? You're probably only looking forward to one. But uh, I like when they do this. So we've got Bushi versus Francesco Akira. And okay. the other one is That's obviously t uh, Tan versus TJP.
1: Okay, we've already yeah. seen that, you know. I think we've seen both of those in Best of Super Juniors. That'll be great. Those will be good matches. Yep, agreed. And
0: uh, so yeah, it, the but the fifth November fifth is <sighs> the the big show we all want to talk about. I'm looking for that. I'm glad that Junior Tag Team Title
1: matches are happening. I'm I'm ready for it. And it's Luke. the will they do the thing with those with those matches will they do the thing where like say Teton and TJP start and then that match just basically runs right into the next match because they all come out together you know well that like remember they they did that with the junior tags titles before when it was uh Flying Tigers versus or it was no it was King Coaches versus somebody and they did that thing where they kept you know they did the match and then Rocky came out for his match but it was just started right away and i don't know the the matches kind of bled into each other i don't know they've done that, for that with
0: Bull club a few times yeah. as well which is kind of cool and
1: that's
0: i i also think it's this is really cool that uh ftr are making their new japan pro wrestling in japan uh debut with those tag titles Fine. so they're gonna i can't on the cob so that's pretty cool so
1: yeah they it's gonna lose. be a pretty big show Okan on the oh, um, Cobb better beat them. Come the fuck on, man. That's just this has got to be it, right? Get him out of there. So you know, uh, you
0: know, Naito versus Osprey is going to be absolutely fucking nuts.
1: Yeah. Do you think FTR will be in the World Tag League? Because I don't think they are. I think they're going to lose these titles and then they're going to be, they're not going to be in the World Tag League. I don't think. What do you think?
0: I think it'd be good for World Tag League and New Japan Pro Wrestling if FTR is in World Tag League because, well. It's fucking World Tag League. Like, you need reasons to watch it because, like, it's World Tag League. Just saying it. I agree. It fills my mouth with stanks. So... <laughs> <laughs> it does. So, uh, yeah, you you kind of need a few marquee teams to be like, yeah, yeah, we're here for this. And uh, I think FTR... I don't know. I, I agree. I don't think they'll be there, but I think they should. I think it'd be good. But if they're not, yeah. Avocado could be the challenges.
1: Not the champs. I mean... That'd be great. and I just beating everybody, you know, that'd be awesome. So, well, Luke, that's the wrestling for the week. And if you don't want any spoilers for the movie Barbarian, then turn your thingy off right now, you see. So tell me about Barbarian. Yeah, so, you know,
0: it was Halloween night for Charity and I last night, which means, like, you've... You got to watch a horror movie, right? Like if you if you don't plan on going out or doing anything, like you, you stay in, you turn the lights off, you get a drink or two, and uh, you watch a horror movie. So we we watched Barbarian, and I quite liked it. It uh it even does a uh, a Psycho thing, like part way through the movie. Uh, you know how uh spoilers for the 60 year old movie Psycho, like Janet Leigh's a big star at the time. So you, you think this movie's all gonna be about her and she dies in like the first twenty minutes and then the rest awesome. of Awesome, so happens. great. So Barbarian does something a little like that. Like you're watching the movie, it's going on a full clip. I'm like, Oh yeah, we're in we're in for it now. And then we cut to Justin Long and uh, and then how that all ties in. I was like, Oh, is this the movie now? Then it does it again does something similar. I'm like, Oh, is this the movie now? And uh, I quite I quite liked that it wasn't afraid to switch it up and do things a uh, little different. I th- I think it's because like the story itself isn't very new. It won't change lives or anything like that, but uh, the format and the way they tell the story and the themes and stuff which they play with, which is like definitely like a 2022 modern era kind of like uh, gender politics and things like that that they play with uh, really well. It's I don't feel like they hit me over the head really hard but uh, I felt like they were put really well into the movie. you you get what they were going for and now here's the story let's keep going and uh, I felt like uh hour and 42 minutes nice nice steady clip kind of creepy in places reminded me a little bit of um don't breathe but uh I turned on don't breathe because I thought the ending was absolutely trash garbage but uh this this movie from start to finish I quite quite enjoyed it What, what
1: about you? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, It was highly entertaining. It's Like you said, it's not going to change the world or anything. And I do wonder, like, what... I I understand what they're pointing out, you know, like, about gender politics, like you talk about, but I don't know what they're saying about it. You know? (laughs) It's kind of like, it's like, I know they're saying Uh some things are bad, but I don't know... Like, a lot of times, movies will just, like, reference things, and it's like, this movie kind of does that, but it sort of has a wrap-up at the end, but it's like, I just don't understand the the mother character. I don't get it. Like, I don't get what that has to do with anything. And if that's not in there, you don't get the cool horror stuff. So it almost seems like a really cool gender politics movie that's interesting with, like, a monster in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why is this in here? But, the you know, the parts of this movie that are, like, horror movie parts that are awesome, it's like – you know, there's a camera shot. It's not, again, this is nothing new, but it's done very, very well. Camera shot down a creepy hallway and all you can see is nothing. And then a creature kind of comes out of the dark. That shit's awesome, right? Or fades away into the dark. I love that. I love the kind of like haunted house stuff. There's a little bit of that that happens too. Um, but it also, there's like a there's a part where they flash back to like 1980 or something like that. And the aspect ratio changes and it turns into this like super saturated, like sepia tone, almost like film. And it's like the coolest thing ever. Cause it's, it's, it's talking about simpler times. And when people talk about simpler times, they often talk about it with a certain innocence. And we see like a fucking serial killer go to the store and buy the stuff that he needs to like kill someone. And (laughs) they don't even like notice it. So Maybe that's the comedy that people are talking about, because I've heard this movie described as a horror comedy and I didn't find it. It had some jokes in it, but like I didn't, I didn't find it to much. be a comedy. But maybe that part was supposed to be really funny because he like goes to the store and buys like a rubber hose and, you know, <laughs> stuff that you would need to kill someone and, and and a baby formula and just weird ass shit that is, is clearly for killing someone. And, and the lady's like, oh, yeah, let me help you with that.
0: So. Definitely need this video as well because uh, you, oh, yeah, so yeah, creepy. like people, people think old times mean simpler times mean better times. Uh, I guess as a straight white guy, I would say shit like that, you know. But right, you know, <laughs> but uh, but there's always that 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 underbelly and all that kind of stuff as well. Uh, like I, yeah, I really dug it. I'm, I feel like if this was a movie made 20, 30 years ago, we would have seen some of the footage that Justin Long watched on one of those vi- vi- videos so I'm kind of glad that <laughs> we live in an era where we just, look, we just need to imply that you get it now, and it's fucking creepy, let's move the fuck on so I appreciate that some things you just don't need to see, you just need to be like that yeah. happened, here's the videotapes you don't need to see what's on them, you just need to know that this piece of shit has a fucking in your library and you're just like motherfucker so, yeah, it's, uh, it does have – see, that's why I didn't find this movie quite all that funny. I thought it was pretty
1: fucking
0: dark and bleak.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there was a couple jokes, but it wasn't funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I liked it, It was good.
0: There's jokes in it, but it's not funny. Yeah. yeah great right. stuff.
1: Yeah, that's is fine. So I watched that. I've been watching the show on, um, on Prime. It's called Peripheral. I have to recommend this, okay? I'll say in the first it's two. It's like, oh, you have? Okay, Does it It reminds you of the 13th floor, right? It's like, it's yeah. like the 13th floor, kind of, but it's also like, it also reminds me of some of the shows that are popular in America right now, like that Yellowstone show where it's about a redneck family, you know, or Ozark. You know, it's like, it's about this like, you know, there's this redneck family that's really relatable. And so I like that. I like that the main character's just kind of like, You know, poor, dumb people, kind of, that just are really good at video games. So it's like... But I love the part where they're, like, getting attacked or whatever, and the guy's like, oh, yeah, let's let's take care of this, and all of a sudden, they're just badass soldiers. (laughs) It's, like, it's a fun show. I I haven't watched the third episode yet. I was going to watch that tomorrow, but I really like it. What do you think?
0: I really like it, too. I've seen the first two, and it's funny you mention that. Like, if it was any other country, I'd be like... Wow, they just shot those guys like like that, but I'm watching a show set in America, and they're all rednecks and stuff, so I assume they've all got fucking guns and they know how to use them. <laughs> Sorry if that's yeah, a I definitely. know that's an American uh, generalization and stereotype, but uh, it, it
1: makes that's, sense
0: yeah yeah uh, so yeah, it's by like produced by Jonathan Nolan or something like that he's behind Westworld oh. and uh a show I really liked a person of interest. So he's he's playing around with some of those virtual reality, uh, artificial intelligence themes again, in, in a bit of a different way. I like it. they are two episodes deep. We'll probably end up catching the third episode tonight, Mister Guy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I like that actress. She was in um the main chick. She's been in a bunch of stuff. She was in this. She's like a child a child actress too, and she was yeah. in this movie called Hugo fantastic it's like a kids movie but it's tremendous man so good she's in a bunch of stuff like that and just kind of i feel like that she was in maybe an episode of black mirror or something too where she played like a character that really sticks with you there's something about her face that just kind of sticks with you and you're like i know you you know like i don't know i guess that's what movie stars look like or something but uh but i like her i like that i i her accent kind of comes and goes a little bit which is fine but the Chloe, the family. I
0: love the family. Yeah. Well, Chloe something. Oh yeah, Chloe, Chloe Morris. Yeah, it's Chloe Morris because she's in one of my favorite horror movies of all time, which is the uh, 2018 remake of Suspiria. Right. So, yeah, yes. Which
1: I never watched, and you told me you loved it, and I haven't watched it. I'm sorry. I'll get to it eventually. Right. It's I mean, Look, it, it's two and a half hours. So yeah, good. I tried yeah. a couple times and fell asleep. But um. She's, she was also in kick ass. She was like the chick in kick ass, which is probably oh, what most right. people know her from. So, um, you know, but she's been in all kinds of stuff and she's always great. So, you know, oh my God, she was in this movie called Jack and the Beanstalk. Now listen. There was two movies that came out. You know how like Hollywood put out the same goddamn movie twice. It's like, like the, Armageddon you know, like the... and
0: Deep Impact.
1: You got it, absolutely. There was one called Jack the Giant Slayer that came out around the same time, and it's fucking awesome. It's awesome. I highly recommend it. So you're gonna love
0: and hate it. But is that the one
1: is Chloe's in, or is that the other one? Uh, she's in the other. She's in uh, not jack the giant slayer she is in the the fake one or is jack the giant slayer the fake one you have to watch them to find out
0: i remember they did two mars movies one year at the same time too like that was red
1: planet and what was the other one it was red planet and god damn because like gary sinise was in one of them i remember i watched all that shit man i i was like mr blockbuster and i watched all the sci-fi movies that came out and i know what you're talking about and it's funny because it wasn't even Ghosts of Mars. It was a different Mars movie. There was like a third one. <laughs> I love John Carpenter movies.
0: And a part of me <laughs> loves Ghosts of Mars. But Yeah, it's kind of shit. You know, if, if you want to make someone a John Carpenter <laughs> fan, you might want to start at something that's like legit good rather than uh, a bit of a fun, silly, guilty pleasure kind of movie because that movie's
1: kind of <laughs> bad and I like it. <laughs> Wait, well, hey, You know, just stick with the Android and watch the thing, man, because that's like... That's like That's right. maybe the best horror movie ever. That movie's incredible.
0: You know am thinking about what that other Mars movie is now. I'm going to figure it yeah, out. I know, By man. The time we finish recording, like... we both, uh, we'll <laughs> it, uh, there's people. There's people listening to this. Well, sorry, there's a person listening to this, maybe. And it might be me later going. This is what it is now. Some people hey, listening to this going like, it's this movie. It's this movie. Like,
1: right. Did you ever watch John from uh, John Carter from Mars? I did not. Really? Okay. Interesting. That's uh, that's uh, really, to, it's really good, and no one watched it. It's, I love it. I think it's awesome.
0: No worries. Yeah, uh, that movie passed me by. Uh, that's that's the it, thing, man. No matter how well versed you think you are at movies, there's like thirty movies that totally went past you,
1: and you're like, what? So was it Mission to Mars? I don't think that's it, but that's a movie no, that came out in two thousands. I'm trying to think of this Mars, but we have to fucking figure it out this Mars thing before we hang up. So, uh, it, red planet. There's red planet. I see that one. Maybe it is mission to Mars, man. Mars, red planet. mission to Mars. Might be planet, mission,
0: to Mars yeah. To Mars, Doom. I think it is return. Really? Return, huh?
1: And red planet you mean mission to Mars. Yeah. I think it's mission, mission to Mars. Mars. Um, there's also, you know, one of the first movies ever, uh, is A yeah, Trip
0: Mission
1: to Mars. Mars with Gary, Gary Sinise. Yeah, that was... that's I knew he, he was like in Brian Waterfall.
0: Brian De Palma something. with music what? by Enyo Morricone. What? Enyo? <laughs> Enyo Morricone. He's the good to be. Ennio. not Say Sail away, sail away, sail away, sail away,
1: <laughs> sail away. <laughs> Enyo rules. She's not Yanni, but she rules, so. Yeah.
0: Uh, Yanni's annoying. He doesn't even sing. What a, what a loser. And the other okay. one was, it is Red Planet. It's got Carrie Anne Moss, Val Kilmer. Val, Val Kilmer, sorry. There's one called Escape it, from Mars too.
1: It Anthony
0: Hoffman with music by. Okay, so the other one's the one to watch. The one by Brian De Palma, who directed like Untouchables and Scarface Props. and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, you should watch John Carter though. It's it's good. I loved it. I thought it was awesome, and it like it got shit on so bad, it was like one of the biggest bombs in Disney history. And I think it's a fantastic movie. So I'm, I like it. I think it's great. <laughs> did I mention I liked it? Yes,
0: I think you did. By the way, what did you think about uh, John Carter, whatever, the Mars movie? What did you think of that? I I liked it. Oh, okay, cool. Just uh, mm-hmm. just wanted to clarify that. <laughs> So, yeah, if you want something a bit uh, – oh, by the way, before before I uh, let you go, I just want to say Beavis and Butthead this series is a lot better than it should be, and I really like yeah. it so Yeah, uh,
1: I need yeah. to watch it. I just haven't. I'm sorry, buddy. It's finished. I'm sorry, <laughs> Beavis
0: and Butthead. <laughs> you dumbass.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: I am. It's true. All right. That's all right. So am I. Hey, there's something wrong with the sound. No, Dickhead. You've got both on at the same time. Uh, mm mm-hmm. Definitely something I did. And I'm stalling again because I know we're at the end. But uh, unless Mr.
1: Guy has anything he wants to add.
0: I do not. All right. In, uh, in Gato, we trust.
1: Jack the Giant Slayer.